Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Have you ever thought about what might happen if your switch spouse were to meet your real spouse? Well, actually, we have that all for you coming up, so don't go anywhere. It's AfterBuzz TV. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. When I met you in the summer. Calvin Harris for the win. To my heartbeat sound. It makes me so happy when these lights go down. We fell in love. We found love. That is the the confrontation that is happening in this episode. Hey, guys. I guess we're still jamming. You act so innocent now. All right, well, Sean's going to start singing, so we're going to cut it off. (laughs) No! Um, Wow, okay. (laughs) Hello, guys, and welcome to the 7-Year Switch After Show. I'm your host, Caroline Thayer, and I am so excited to talk to you about lots of things. We are talking about the summit meetings. We are talking about the reunions uh, between the switch spouses. We are talking about how there's been a switch up with how the seasons are kind of formatted from last season to this season. And we have a very special segment with Ashley Lauren. So we are doing tweets and topics is what she calls it. But Ashley, (laughs) why don't we just say hey to you over there now? Hey, <laughs> Ashley Lauren here. I love this episode, and both of you, oh my hey. and all of you out there too, everyone. Nothing but love. Well, but love. my name is Sean Paul Payton, and I love you all Aww. as well, as well as everybody that's out there. And Sean loves somebody in particular because <laughs> we have a newly engaged, no longer bachelor over here. Hey! Oh my God! <laughs> love you, Boo. I know you're out there watching. Oh, my God. We, so, uh, Sean, why don't you tell our viewers uh, what you said about your relationship and this show and how they're connected? So, the funny thing is, like, I feel like as I've been watching this show and seeing what they've done to, to, to mess things up and what they're doing to try to improve things, like, it's helped me with my actual ability to, to, to understand relationships better. And it's just amazing because now, like... I, I've met somebody that I've, I've fallen in love with. Like it's 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 been quick, but it's been amazing, and we've done so much in so little time that neither of us have done with any of our previous couples in the last ten years. It's it's, it's just incredible to me, and I'm so thankful that this is happening. It's so. really exciting, and congratulations. I remember last week when you dropped you had a girlfriend. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pry or ask anything, <laughs> and now it's a fiancé, right. so congratulations. <laughs> I love what you said, though, about the show being helpful, because I, I often say something similar, because people are so quick to be down on reality TV. Uh-huh. Right. Like, it's so vapid and stupid. But think about it. It's real people behaving mm-hmm. in real ways. Just they have cameras around them. We yeah. do the same stuff, just no cameras. Right. So you can learn so much from it. 
Yeah, awesome. it, it just, just it just makes you so much more aware. And, and yeah, I'm really I'm thankful to the producers of this show, to the to people that participated. <laughs> like, Thank y'all. Sean's like, you know what? I know where I'm going in seven years if things go down. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No bad blood, no bad blood. Right, We're right. wishing the best for Sean. We're going to be all right. Um, so this episode was super interesting just because a lot uh, was happening, just especially between the spouses and their switch spouses. Yeah. So, Ashley, yeah. what were your initial thoughts with this episode? A, as I already said, I loved it. <laughs> but what I found interesting is every single emotion and, like, hue of shade, the color of shade that was thrown out there be- between the women, mm-hmm. I got it. I understood. I could feel every single side and component of it. There was so much shade between the women. I don't yeah. know. Why do you think that the guys weren't as shady, Sean? Um. Well, I, I just saw that um, r- r- um, uh, Tony and... Charles. Charles. It seemed like they were wanting to get more physical, but they never did. And the same thing with Bobby and Reese. Reese was, woo, he was fired up. His first few sentences, he started, like, cussing at Bobby. And, like, I thought he was about to do something. But I love again, that he rolled didn't. up like Mr. Today, Hollywood. Yeah, like, Mr. Hollywood. Mr. Hollywood up there hey, with the shade. Okay, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> My favorite moment was when he goes, G'day, mate. And I'm like, all right, guy, we know you're from Australia. Thank you very much. Right. I, did anyone else find it slightly odd that Bobby and Reese were the only two, like, put on a deserted oh island on That's a mountain true. summit? Very, Literally yeah. very appropriate to the summit meeting. Yeah. And everyone else was in a bar or a restaurant. So I was like, what is going on? There's some disconnect here. Yeah. It's almost like they're pitting the two men against each other. But, Sean, why do you think the shade wasn't, like I said, as prominent maybe amongst the men as it was with the women well one thing i noticed is that with reese he he heals with talking and Mm -hmm. just within his example between him and bobby he was able to talk it out and that's all he really needed to do this whole time so something about just being able to talk it out uh, seemed to heal his issues okay so i think the talking communication communication again ashley what about you why do you think the girls were shadier I don't think it was that they were shadier. Oh, I think yes, it, they were. They were 100% shadier. Uh-oh. I think it was just sassier. It was a lot sassier. There's a lot, the emotions were right. a lot higher. Yeah. And who knows, this, maybe it's just that way that men and women operate differently. Women right. are very, very emotion-based. Men mm-hmm. got it too, but it's under a lot of layers of like logic and like factual, factual, factual. Fire, you know, mm-hmm. where women are just like emotion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of that there was a lot more layers. Right. Okay. They were defensive, but they were also curious and jealous and it was a lot. Okay, well I this, got it all. this episode was called Confronting the Truth. And from last week we saw the emotional exercises and now we're transitioning into confrontations. And I let's just get right into the summit meetings because First of all, I'm still rattled over the fact that they're called summit meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what prompted such like a political and stiff term, but I think it's appropriate because we saw the switch spouses mm-hmm. coming head to head with the real spouses. And I want to first talk about the first uh, switch and real spouse we see, which is Tony and Charles. Mm-hmm. They're in a bar, they seem chill, they seem like. They are very much aware of the other person's role in Angela's life uh-huh. and are I can sense that Tony is feeling out of his element. Yeah. What did you think was the most surprising exchange between the two of them? 
I found it interesting that, yes, they were both very much aware of their role in Angela's life because mm-hmm. I felt like then Tony got jealous and Tony wanted to be like, oh, yeah, well, Kenya is great, too. Because mm-hmm. I felt like he wanted he wanted to make Charles jealous. Mm-hmm. But Charles couldn't wasn't having it. Well, okay. it felt like Charles was pushing the envelope with a couple of the things that he said. It was almost like he was yeah. being too open, and that's where Tony came back and said, well, Charles definitely talks. Like It's, it's almost like he talks too much and he says the wrong thing. But, um, yeah, it was surprising some of the things that Charles was saying to Tony. I think what was really interesting was Tony was saying, you know, I'm such a gray guy. Mm-hmm. And Charles said, oh, that's funny because actually Angela says you're so black and white. Good point, and he's yeah. like, whoa, wait, what? And I think the problem with the uh, <laughs> switch spouse, are, you're not allowed to cough. Excuse Sorry. me. No, just kidding. Um, I think the problem with the switch spouse meeting the real spouse is that there is new information that the spouse is not privy to that they're normally accustomed to having Mm -hmm. just because they are always with their real spouse, obviously, if you're in a married, committed relationship. So it's a threatening thing to learn something new about the person you've spent five-plus years with. For sure. Um, I thought that Charles being like, yeah, I think it's going to work out only if Kenya meets me halfway was interesting Mm -hmm. because Tony's rebuttal, and I want to get your reactions on this, was, yeah, Kenya's not so sure. And he just went for it and told Charles straight up, like, yo, your marriage might not work. Right. What did you think of that? Was that appropriate? I think so because uh, Angela and when Angela and Kenya were talking, I think Angela was kind of saying the same thing to Kenya. And and, uh, Tony... Uh, the, the the rigidness is an issue with Kenya for sure, and I think they both in, in both of the uh, summit meeting conversations they mm-hmm. were bringing that up, and and the fact that Charles he just wants acceptance to be himself, mm-hmm. I, it just seems like if 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 that's not possible, even with him new his new self not being so faithful as before, mm-hmm. like like not. I didn't mean like the cheating aspect. I meant as in faithful to God. Um, I don't think it's going to work either. Like, but but Charles said something that I really did agree with, and he he doesn't stand for blind faith in you know just some book that was written by you know who who knows who. I mean they they say it was is God according to Christians, but I mean you know you go back and there's all kinds of controversy and debate. All right, all right, that. all right. So what what about you, Ashley? I know, I talk, I talk too much, just like Charles did. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, my mind got a little, I was like, um, <laughs> got, <laughs> trying to measure. Um, Mel thing was talking about how, and so there's a lot of black, white, and gray. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, so if we're talking about, like, gray people, I feel like I would be a gray person, only I would want to think it's more fun, like, sparkly or something. <laughs> but gray people, and we can get it's five silver. of black. <laughs> there we go, there we go, there we go. <laughs> I don't know my colors anymore. Ding. I love that. Yeah, it is silver. I'm silver. All right. Um, so <laughs> you're going to wrangle everybody in today because it's <laughs> wild on this side. Um, so they're saying that me <laughs> and all my friends over here, you know. <laughs> but they were saying that you know, they are, that Angela and Charles are, you know, the gray people. They're all gray matter. And mm. gray people, gray matter, they can do well with black and white people as long as the black and white people allow the gray people to be gray. And okay, so I that's see what you're where, saying. No discrimination. Yeah, let them be who they are. They can, you can be black and white, but you can't make me be black or white too. Okay, so therefore, well, what about, I think that him saying that about Charles, it was, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, I don't think anybody's thinking that um, 
Kenya and Charles have like a solid relationship that's going to work out. And they may just be Mm -hmm. happier separate. Absolutely. Yeah. So at this point, do we think that there's any hope with all the um, exercises the switch couples have gone through for Kenya and Charles to work? I'd give it a ten percent chance. Okay, okay, I'm going zero. Yeah. So I thought you know it was it was it was great seeing it was like it was really heartwarming to see Kenya like realize you know that maybe she also is playing yes. a role in them not working out. That one was one of really, my favorite really parts moving. right there. It was awesome to see her so so self actualized and mm-hmm. great. But I think that maybe in that moment she realized because it's okay to want what you want. You mm-hmm. want somebody that is like this and go go get yours. But obviously right. that's not what Charles is. Well, what I th- let's talk about uh, Kenya and Angela's summit meeting because uh-huh. I thought, you know, two women with big personalities and that obviously care about Charles. Mm-hmm. Like, take Tony out of the equation for yeah. a second because Angela, interestingly enough, came to defend her switch spouse. Yeah. And she yeah. was like... Yo, if you're insulting him, you're insulting me. Not only right. because I care about him, but we're actually yeah. the same person. Yeah. So anything you say about him is directly affecting me. Um, and I thought that, you know, the the interesting, interesting thing I noticed with all the women mm-hmm. was they came to confront and to offer suggestions. Whereas the men were like, hey, is there anything I shouldn't talk to your spouse about? Uh, they were hmm. treading water a lot more, and the women were like, "Look, I have some insight, and they want to share it because mm-hmm. I think it's a defense mechanism." Also, what do you think, Ashley? Men tend to respect other men differently than women respect other women. Think about when a guy is like hitting on a guy, and, and a woman says something like, "Oh, the boyfriend," then the guy's like, "Oh, okay," because he's trying to respect the man. I think it was kind of mm-hmm. like that too. They were okay. more so trying to respect each other, where the women were like, "It's about my man. You want to go?" <laughs> they were like. Yes, they do. Well, a lot of the times, too, women are just better communicators, I mean. But they got to the nitty-gritty more than the guys did. Well, did Mm -hmm. you notice that Diane and Angela said, you know, I don't want to keep talking about this. So there were moments where the women were like, I'm done with words. Let's Mm -hmm. move on to the next topic of conversation because this... This area has already been exhausted. Yeah. Um, So do you think that Kenya kind of had a... Wow, this is really a pun. Come to Jesus moment <laughs> because she was like, "All right, I, think so. I don't think." She, I think she said something along the lines of, "I need to like relearn my husband. I don't know yeah. what he likes." So, do you think? And this is what Angela asked Kenya: Does Kenya like her husband Charles? Kenya does not. She doesn't says anything about Charles that she actually likes. I think she only loves him because she made vows under God. Okay. She likes the old Charles, but not the new Charles. Okay. So do you think there's room to like somebody to basically relearn how to like someone? Well, that is part of what I'm trying to – my notes here, I had it written down somewhere in regards to what Angela said, that part of, like, loving is having forgiveness and having grace and learning to love somebody through all the ebbs and flows of life. Okay. Did did you – Love shouldn't be so conditional. I would hope not. And again, I don't as think... As a gray person. Right. I don't think it should be so black and white. You do or you don't. You are or you aren't. Um, do you think that Angela came off as a little bit too protective of Charles and less inquisitive, I guess, about her own husband, I, Tony? I can definitely see how that would come through. But I think you 
You don't see everything. No, but you pointed out a good thing where she was very much in in the moment that she was defending Charles, she was really defending herself. And that's that's one of the big things about about switch therapy is you're getting somebody who is just like you. So thinking like, oh, if I had somebody like me, we get along. Mm -hmm. But it's also the side where you're like kind of defensive and you're protective because it's you. Well, I I must say, seeing how, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, seeing how Angela and Charles interact, they really have a solid friendship. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes me sad because I think that, you know, Angela will go back to Tony and Charles is kind of just going to be like left hanging Mm, without anyone. Because I do not think he will get that support from Kenya. But let's move on to um, Diane and Rosalind. What... Were our this thoughts. one made me so uncomfortable. Go, go Ashley. I let's felt, say I just felt really. I felt, I felt nervous mm-hmm. watching it, and maybe I felt a little bit like Rosalind did. Rosalind, okay, the poor girl. Yeah. She was. She was so. She was really nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. because also, yeah, because Reese hasn't said a single negative thing about. You know about Diane. Uh-huh. That would be and, really frustrating for know, me. Mm-hmm. Like, say one negative thing. You can no one is perfect. Right. It obviously wasn't like Diane said later on that this wasn't the switch therapy wasn't his idea, it was her idea. Yeah, but but going back to that, Bobby said um or actually Ros you know what, we're gonna save this for later. Forget it. Okay. Continue on with what okay. you were saying about Rosalind maybe feeling intimidated. Intimidated because she just knows someone's coming who is all these wonderful, great things, which she is, but it was also a little bit hard to watch because it seemed kind of like Diane was. Uh, I don't know. It would have it would have been hard hard for me to take some of the stuff that Diane was saying because she made it seem a little bit like it was Rosalind's fault mm-hmm. that Bobby wasn't. So well, I think and, Diane was in an unintentionally yes. insulting her. I think yes, it yeah. wasn't intentional, but it was a little it was a little harsh. And in those moments, I felt like Rosalind just didn't feel like her efforts were appreciated to try to to get Bobby to open up a little bit more and and like I could feel for her there, you know, it mm-hmm. was it was it was really unfortunate and But Rosalind and Rosalind and Reese are sort of like the same person. Mm, so therefore yeah. you know, so therefore it's See, I don't agree with that. I do not think, think Rosalind in terms of and the Reese nurturing are. and the more the more soft spoken, the not the so Rosalind wasn't gonna come in and be like listen here. Does Rosalind feel like an alpha? Because it almost felt like when the two of them met, I just felt the vibe of two alphas and one alpha trying to control another. That's the vibe I felt and I I feel like it it almost felt like that's why Rosalind was so frustrated because she said after that meeting that she cannot be just just told what to do and be be controlled like that. And that was something that really stuck stuck out to me and why she seemed to be so frustrated. Yeah, as well too. And I think it was more. So I took it as Rosalind was a little more. She was more intimidated. She's more well, maybe the more insecure of mm. of that of that particular summit meeting. Who do you think was more insecure, Bobby or um, Reese? You know, it's interesting because sometimes it's turned inward or turned outward. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? a hard question. So. Maybe the guy showing up looking like Mr. Hollywood, was he, like, projecting? Was he... Whereas Bobby was just like, oh, uh, this, could get this is what I was. This is what I wear all day when I go grocery shopping. You know, he was yeah. just like... Yeah, that is interesting because they did spend a moment He's like, I don't showing care. what Reese was like. Yeah, I don't care how I present myself. But, I mean, <clears throat> you can dress the part, but the way you act is definitely indicative of how you are feeling. I have I a theory here, and I feel like it's probably Bobby that's more insecure. Because when I look at the levels of, like, 
the problematic emotions that they're experiencing. Bobby's problematic emotion seems almost like he's depressed and saddened, and like his energy has been taken away somehow. Mm. Whereas with uh, Reese, it's like he's angry, but he's still got enough energy to project like aggression and and a fight. So, like, in that state, it feels like he's got more power still because he's ready to fight for whatever he's trying to do. Like, fight for Diane and say that everything's fine. Whereas Bobby, he's, he's just given up hope. Hmm. So, I do feel like Bobby is more insecure in that in that instance. Yeah. It could really go, it's funny, because it could go, it totally is perception is reality. Because uh-huh. it could go either way. Because even saying in the Diane and Rosalind, it could be the same thing that maybe Diane is like, she's being a little more assertive because she's, having to stand her ground there's one important question that it brought to my mind though Mm -hmm. on that note of bobby and i just wonder how to get his energy back up and one of these things is ever have energy though well i've never seen the guy more than like and that's that's the thing where i'm wondering like how can we get his competitive mode back up like like if there's some sort of fun game they can play like be competitive with like video games or like a sing-off and karaoke or something you know i I love karaoke so i just said oh boy it's like uh you know (laughs) there's there's got to be some sort of fun competitive thing that they can do to to make their relationship better like he needs to get his we competitive should open that edge up back. to our after buzz yes. tv fans so Please. if you guys have any ideas definitely comment below sean i know you have something directly for them That's so right. i'm gonna throw it to you <laughs> well hey after buzzers our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite tv shows From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. So... Hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Yes, sir. We are the ESPN of TV Talk. And if you guys would like to listen to us, uh, we always are available on podcasts. So we really appreciate all the support um, from our AfterBuzz TV fans and also 7 Year Switch fans. Keep watching. Um, let's get into our next topic, which is the reunions and uh, the reporting back. Mm-hmm. So I want to first get into um, Angela and Charles because they, when they reconnected, it was like they had, you know, they were just talking to their best friend. They are very compatible. They are very comfortable with one another. You can see mm-hmm. that Charles lit up when he learned yeah. <laughs> how much Angela stuck up for him. Interesting, I forgot mm-hmm. to point out that during um, the guys' summit meeting, mm-hmm. Charles said that you know the reason for the other woman happened was because she gave that acceptance. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Penny actually said Angela not to gets. you know condone any cheating, but that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you're seeking out some type of acceptance, and he that is all Charles gets with Angela. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when he, you know, it was a white lie or lie by omission for mm-hmm. not telling Angela he cheated on Kenya. Angela was able to get over that. Mm-hmm. And obviously she wasn't being cheated on like Kenya was, but there's 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 some truth into how Angela reacted 
and how she was able to move on, which would lead me to believe had she been cheated on, and she actually said she has been cheated on in the past, Uh she would be able to move on and, like, or forgive in a much more timely manner. Um, And I also was really surprised, and I want your guys' take on this, with how much Rosalind and Reese actually seem to know each other. So I have always gone the or had the perception that they were not really vibing. And at one point, Bobby was saying to Reese, you know, I've been able to open up to Diane so much. And Reese goes, oh, Rosalind's going to say, well, why not me? Why isn't that me? Pan to the conversation with Diane and Rosalind. That is exactly what Rosalind is saying. And in turn, what happens when Rosalind and um, Reese reunite at their house? What did you guys think? Was that indicative of the fact that they actually are pretty close and that they have been able to come to learn a lot about each other? Yeah, I think so. Like, like just throughout this whole process, every single episode, they're given an opportunity to get further and further into each other's personalities. So, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I kind of wonder, though, if they aren't the most, like, fiery, entertaining one to watch. Hmm. You know? So, I think that maybe that's why we're not as... Maybe they're not as engaging to you, so we don't see okay. them as much. So well, a lot more of their growth happened off camera. Right. No, that's that's what I'm Which saying. Happens. I, I, I think that. I think that a lot okay. we don't necessarily mm-hmm. see and yeah. I underestimated their relationship. I think also though we did see a little bit of fire in that relationship because Rosalind got mad. Right. She said, Yo, here's a fun fact about me. I don't like being felt like I'm in a puppet show and there's a puppet master Mm -hmm. and your wife is controlling right and that's how i felt at this little gathering the summit meeting and Hmm. you could sense she i mean she had to get up and walk off uh razzlin though is used to more so like playing nice like not stirring the pot, just trying to make things. Really, cool. I think I, I don't well, get that think, at all. I think that, like in her in her normal life, but just because no. you act that way in your normal life, oh you, like, no, no, because I am always, you know, okay. how seven year switch always um, shows you one week before the switch, and okay. every single week they always start with Rosalind. You didn't want to clean the dishes, and she looks. <laughs> there's like a fire in her face that Uh-oh. is like no other. I think she is very, very. She's fed up, and I think that. Imagine the one thing you're looking for in your partner is so readily given away to somebody oh, else. Yeah, I, mean, I would. Not I could not that. imagine yeah. the the grief and the strife yeah. she's feeling. So I think that was actually warranted. I mean, Reese had his oh. little moment of blowing up. True, yeah. true. Um, but that's what I'm it was interesting. That's why I think that those two are very much the same because they keep uh, mm-hmm. they, they keep things. They're the more out of the relationship. They're the one that maybe does like they. Just hold more stuff in, they like hold it down, push it down, and then it ends up. So I guess in, in those cases, the more they learn about the their their spouse, their switch spouse, the more they'll continue to learn about themselves, which will benefit them just by listening to the spouse. Oh man, my I'm thinking too much. Continue what about what next. do we think about Diane and Bobby reuniting? Yeah. Um they didn't really have any like great big giant thoughts about that it was kind of like i felt like i I felt like diane and bobby and then kenya and tony kind of just did a recap of what happened Hmm. um in that circumstance i think they're those two couples are different because diane and bobby are really close and they're friends and they get each other tony and kenya there's just like they're not vibing it's not that they don't like each other it's just 
the way that they're committing mm. to it is Tony isn't fully committing to actually helping himself, and Kenya isn't either. So, therefore, they're not actually fully committing, I don't think, to the switch yeah. therapy process. Yeah. I'm not really sure why they're there, to be honest with you. Is well, it just them being too... Sometimes, though, I am like... Is it just them being too rigid, like both of their personalities, do you think? I don't know. So this actually transitions really well into what I wanted to talk about, which is how there's been another switch up, which is the way that these seasons are formatted. Right. Because we, and we apologize, guys, we were supposed to have um, Kelsey from last season on tonight. But um, unfortunately, due to contract issues, Mm -hmm. she couldn't come on, but... Um, what was really interesting is you have a couple like Tony and Kenya, and they have absolutely no attraction to one another. Mm-hmm. But then you have Kelsey and Dustin, who straight up gave me such uncomfortable vibes watching them and how close they got, how intimate, physically and emotionally <clears throat> intimate they so, were. So I wonder about that. Now, Now I, I actually enjoyed going on to Kelsey's channel and trying to watch her, her video where she talked about like her defense and how it felt like when she went back and looked at the show, they the, the cuts and the different you know portions that were chopped together and everything made her look worse than it really was. I believe that that is possible. Um, I wasn't you know I wasn't there myself, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that I just feel like the the the, the, the haters that kind of came on and an onslaught after that show was over just need to chill a little bit and like realize that. Like, she's a normal human being, and, and that sometimes this show can be skewed to look a certain way based on the producer's desires. Now, that's not to say that she was completely innocent, but to just kind of... Yeah, I watched that video, and my problem with that was uh, she kept saying how she doesn't blame the producers or the edit or the other people involved in the show. And that's good. And yet she felt like she was misrepresented. So she had a lot of contrasting and conflicting opinions in my in my eye. Wonder if, wonder if she still feels that way. Well, yeah, I don't know. It would have been fun to ask her, but what I think is interesting is because of that relationship between Kelsey and Dustin, where literally. Dr. Jessica was like, I feel like I'm talking to two teenagers in high school who are in puppy love right now. Uh I think that Seven Year Switch actually changed the structure of the show. And they almost wanted to avoid a situation like that because I think that... There was a lot of detriment put to both of their marriages, yeah. even though they're still with their actual spouses. Uh-huh. Um, Which is because good to hear. of how close well, what, they got. What was the format change. Well, well there's a couple of different examples, uh, different types of. For example, the intimacy exercise. This really stood out to me. In season two, they had an intimacy exercise where they were doing like no touch massages. And I just thought that's really pushing uh, any natural human desire limit to to, Mm -hmm. to just set somebody off into wanting to engage in physical Mm -hmm. contact with somebody Mm -hmm. that you're not even married to. Whereas this season, the intimacy exercise was they were just looking into each other's eyes and saying deep things. That's a much better format for success. Yeah, I I agree. uh, Kudos to the producers for actually seeing that. If that was a conscious decision they made to make things better for success for the uh, participants. Yeah, I just, I think that every season will probably impact the next. And, I, yeah. you know, I'd be interested to see how um, next season of Seven Year Switch is impacted by these couples and how the exercises that they did. But I definitely was intrigued by the fact that 
all the couples seem to be, one, getting more FaceTime with um, the actual relationship experts in last season than they did this season. Mm -hmm. And also, I just think that the relationships... And maybe it's just because I watched a lot of Kelsey and Dustin, mm-hmm. but it got, they got very, very close to the fact they had communication after the show ended. And mm-hmm. so I'm interested, and I guess uh, we can talk about this in our predictions. I'm just going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Let it ruminate in your head. Do you think any of these couples will stay in touch with their switch spouses? Um, to be continued. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's first do, though, our special segment... Ashley, what do you have for us today? Well, so since reality TV and social media go together like bread and butter, boom, it's a lot people that a lot of love between the two communities. So I did a little bit. I basically did a. I scoured Twitter to find some good topics that people were really talking about. So mm-hmm. I want to get your opinion on. Do you think? What's your take on it? A lot of people were saying that. Uh, Angela's expressions during the summit meeting made her look rude. Hmm. People said that. Was that a tweet or a to- is this a, topic. a topic? A lot of people okay. were saying that Angela's facial expressions made her seem her seem really rude. I guess I get that. I didn't think about that at the time, but I I do feel like <laughs> maybe she was just kind of like giving a skeptical doubt kind of look mm. the whole time. Yeah. But that's warranted considering. The details of Kenya and Charles' issues so far. Well, I just think that even like Kelsey said in her video, everything can be a jump cut. You know, we don't really know what she's Mm -hmm. reacting to. I think that we actually saw a lot of compassion from Angela because when Kenya started Mm, crying, she went over and, you know, she was was like, let me get napkins, you know? And I I thought that was a really lovely moment. I don't think either of those women went into the uh, lunch being like, I mean, I definitely think there's some animosity, mm-hmm. but I don't think they were like, let's tear each other yeah. down. Nothing no. like that. I think that maybe there were some moments when Angela, you know, was like, okay. But she's been doing that all season, and I yeah. think that's just true to her, who she is. Sassy. Yeah, I think, they, I think both women are sassy, like and you know yeah. what? Nobody's perfect. The role needs a little bit of sass, too. Yeah. So I'm into it. And then not to hone in really on Angela, but another big topic was people kept saying, why does Angela think it's okay to, can, to keep calling Kenya a bitch? I and then why is Charles think that's not an issue. stepping she, up? She got, got, Angela, calm down, girl. Don't be insulting Kenya like that. You, you know that ain't right. Come on, get close to Jesus. Be a little bit nicer. Get some, okay, I'm done preaching. I'm done preaching. I think I, my take on it is this kind of something that she, she just says. You know, maybe she just says... She just says it and doesn't actually mean it. So I mean, she tells it like it is. You know. So yeah, we, we need more people. We need all kinds of people in the world. We need the people that tell it like it is, the people hmm. that's nice, and we all balance each other. What out. tweets do we have? Which I want to know what though? people were tweeting about. So, these are my two favorites. So, from <laughs> Mackenzie Sinai says, Diane and Angela need some water because they are super thirsty I'm sorry, for what? other women's husbands. <laughs> Oh, these people want the internet. What was her name? Mackenzie. Mackenzie. S A H N I. All right, Mackenzie. That's legendary. I appreciate it. You're spot on. Shout out to you because that completely summarizes. They both were like, "Well, let me tell you something about your husband." It's like. I know him. Like, we're actually friends. Yeah, the defensive, I get it. There's a lot of defensiveness going on. Okay. And like, the other one from 
at button, buttoned lip says, I'm thinking a meeting with a jealous spouse near a cliff may not no. be the best meeting spot. <laughs> this is why I love the comments. Yeah. The people on the internet, I just love you guys so much. Straight up, that is exactly what I said. Why were Bobby and Reese the only ones that were not in a public area? They were secluded. Anything could have happened. Those are amazing. Thank you for finding those. They gave him some some room in case they wanted to like wrestle around or something. Okay, to be continued on that. That would have been good for ratings, though. Too. All right, let's get into (laughs) predictions for next week. I'm going to say, Whoa. Oh, this no. noise always scares me. Uh-uh. Um, so what I was saying before, what do you guys think of my question that I posed? Which particular question? The question that I just asked you guys. The predict- predictions. No. Okay. So, you know what? We're just going to. We'll go into predict. <laughs> you know, this is offensive. Nobody ever <laughs> remembers what I um, no, all right. So what do we think is going to happen next week then? Hmm. Because I, it is the final episode. I'm hoping that everybody just really takes everything that they've learned and turns a mirror on themselves and looks at it and then thinks of what is actually best for themselves and for their partner. Yeah. What that important. means though, I don't know. I mean, I think we've already, we've been predicting since episode one who we think is going to stay together. Okay, so my question that I asked you guys was, do you think any of these couples will stay in touch with their switch spouses? Yes, I think they will. Okay. Do you think, who do you think that will be? And do you think that is going to be positive for their real relationships? Yes and no. So yes, that I think they will but I think it's going to. Possibly, you think all of them are going to no, stay? No, I think that obviously Charles and Angela. Charles and Angela are, but I think that both of them. Well, because I don't think that uh, Kenya is necessarily going to still be with Charles after this. But I think that Tony mm-hmm. is going to tell Angela that she needs to get a new BFF. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That. That. And, well, then I hope that accurate. Tony is willing to move because. Angela seems to be making a lot of sacrifices, and that's what she wants. So Tony. Think they're going to be moving, and then Charles will be like living in their pool house. Okay, all right. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> no, not really that. But I think do we think any of the sense. other people will stay in touch? I think. I think that Bobby, uh, the Bobby and Bobby and Rosalind will not. They married. I think that Bobby and Diane can continue their friendship. Well, maybe a little bit, but I bet that when Bobby gets back with Rosalind, I think that Bobby will kind of. Yeah, he's totally going to respect boundaries because yeah. I can already see it in this episode. Okay. He, after meeting with Reese, he he was able to yeah. take some fault in what he did, um, and he gave more respect to the entire situation. So okay. if he does, he may throw Diane a, a like or two on Instagram, and then that'll be it. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, we'll 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 make sure to look into that next week. I think probably next week is when they could, if they wanted to, started following each other or whatever. Although I do know that Diane and Rosalind follow each other. They've commented uh-huh. on each other's stuff. So hey. I think that they are definitely. I could see like a double couple date. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be um, cool. I think that would be a little odd, but you know what? Social media and brings people together, and reality TV is weird. So, (laughs) um, with that being said, next week is our last after show for Seven Year Switch because the show is actually coming to an end. The last episode will be um, 
be the reunion where they all meet. We kind of saw a glimpse of that. I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, Until then, Ashley, where can we find you? So you can find me at Kinda Kind with Ashley Lauren or just go to kindakind.com and it's all there. And Sean? For me, there's two places now. At Sean Paul Payton or at Donald Glover's Double. This is America. And you can find me, your host, Caroline Thayer, at Caroline J. Thayer on Instagram, Twitter, everything. Please tune in next week because we have lots of surprises for the last show. We're super excited. Um, Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. AfterBuzz TV.